0: So, I would rather say that it is indeed difficult in today's age to get hired as compared to a few decades ago. Okay, so as you know how much fond of I am making the formulas to make the process easy. So for freshers, I have invented a formula which is called a dram. The personal branding is something that is very, very important for you as well. Because that question can make or break your impression. Number two, listen carefully. This is very important.
1: Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos, and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi and welcome back to our 101st episode on the Success with Savita podcast and I have for you a guest that I have just absolutely enjoyed speaking to this interview was supposed to be a 30 minute interview but as you can see we've gone way over that time limit because she has so many actionable valuable practical tips that you can apply immediately to hack that interview our interview title is let's get you hired and with diksha aurora that's exactly the outcome you can expect a little bit about diksha before we dive into the interview she is the founder of english compiled she's an experienced coach motivator and educator with a track record of success in the e-learning business, she's a lawyer by profession but is devoted to advancing her students' careers and her students have landed jobs in renowned companies like Infosys, HCL, Amazon, Lufthansa, Accenture, Ernst & Young and so many more. These are just to name a few. With the emergence of COVID and the closure of physical institutions, she began her Instagram channel to offer content on communication skills and interview prep. Her online presence has enabled her to reach millions of people both in India and beyond. And while she started her Instagram channel in May 2021, she has amassed over 1 million followers in less than 1.5 years. And this is just the beginning of her adventure. Join me as I talk to Diksha about how to get you hired and get that dream job. Hi, Diksha. Welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. And as I've been chatting earlier, before we got here, I am so excited to talk to you. I've never had someone who is such a fantastic interview with Career Coach actually uh, on my podcast and I'm looking forward to our discussion. So welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Avita. Thank you for having me here. I'm very excited and let's have this great session. Yeah. And thank you. For me
1: yeah, thank you. With that, I the title is Let's Get You Hired. It could be me and it could be the audience. So okay. to everyone who's listening in, um, this is your masterclass. The class is in session. Um, Biksha is giving us her next 30 minutes, 30 minutes plus here. So let's get most most of your questions um, answered. But before we get started, Deeksha, I want to know about your journey and how you got started with English Compiled.
0: So before I started English Compiled, I was already teaching students uh, in my physical institute. So I was helping them with the interview preparation, helping them to build strong CVs, personal branding. With their LinkedIn profile optimization. So I was already into this space. But the only difference was that my business model was purely physical. It was not digital. But post-COVID, uh, after COVID, during the lockdowns, uh, we all know that the lockdowns were pretty sad. The businesses, from the business point of view, it was also very sad. So my institute was not operational for days. And I was constantly being uh, reached out. And uh, candidates were telling me that they need my help with interview preparation. And I was thinking that, what do I do now? The physical institute were the first one that got shut. And they were the last that got approval to become operational. That is when I thought that, you know, I should shift my business model from physical to digital. Because physical model in itself has got a lot of limitations. Actually, that was the time when I realized that physical model has got a lot of limitations. So I shifted my model purely online that is when i started my youtube channel i started my instagram page by the name of english compile and i started creating content around interview preparation communication skills resume writing because the quality of the content was so good it was so well researched and it was reaching the right audience yeah and i started getting too much of traction too much of love too much of appreciation and in a short span of just 1.5 years, I managed to reach 1. 1.5 1, 1 million followers. Yeah. Which was a big milestone just in one, one and a half year. So that is how English Compile started and it's growing big day by day. We have a lot of success stories, emotional stories and of course stories which are very close to my heart. Thousand plus students are placed in top companies with the help of my digital content, with the help of the videos that I post, the reels that I post, with help of my coaching, mentoring, workshops. So yes, this is my journey. That is how it started. And uh, I would rather say that entering into this digital space and shifting my model is the best decision that I've taken.
1: Yeah. Not
0: only because I could break so many barriers and reach people across the globe, but it has helped me to you know, generate a business which is so lucrative and uh, my business uh, generated 1 crore plus revenue in the last financial year. Wow. So, yes, it's but... growing uh, very well and I would uh, say this to everyone that explored this space. It has got a lot of opportunities.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal journey and uh, I think my biggest takeaway is what you said, which is you started your Instagram channel not like, you know, so long and you've been doing it for so long and at some point... But with the right content, with valuable content that helps people, growth can happen really fast, right? So, and I think you're a true example of that. But I'll tell you what I have observed. I think the second reason for your phenomenal growth is also you're so authentic. You're so real. You're not, you're not like doing, saying stuff which you haven't tried or tested. It feels like you have tried this, this real, uh, like it's real test cases or real stories that you have, case studies that you have. And I think that comes across on your content. So great job on the content and congratulations on this rise. I mean, I cannot believe how phenomenal it's been. But my next question for you is, there must have been some challenges and ups and downs, if at all. Was this before you went digital? um, Or after? Have you had any
0: challenges? There were a couple of challenges. There were a lot of learnings in between. Uh, But overall, Savita, I would say because I was so consistent and because I knew that this is the end goal, this is where I want to be in my life, all the challenges were just like an experience to me. It never felt like a challenge because of the passion and the interest that I have. And it is always said that if you're following your heart, if you're following your passion, you don't work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the case. I mean, I don't get tired at all. There are people around me, my friends, my relatives, my family, they have to literally tell me that you need to take a break sometime. And I say that I'm not tired to take a break. Why do I need to take a break? I enjoy my work. Yeah. So I don't call it a challenge. I I rather call it a beautiful journey. I love this
1: response. I mean, it's it's it comes across as you're speaking, it comes across. <laughs> and so um without holding back and You know, I'm going to come back to your journey a little bit uh, towards the end. But without holding back, let's get started with this whole interviewing, right? Right. Before they prepare for the job market, what are some things that they need to become aware of? Are they people kind of having very high expectations, very slow, low expectations? What do you think they should keep in mind as they prepare for the job market, even before
0: applying? Okay, so there are a couple of things that can help candidates become job ready. So, number one is candidates don't understand the importance of having a strong CV. This is very, very important. I always tell my candidates that please, with a weak application, with a weak CV, it is impossible to get hired. So, make sure that your CV is very strong. It is ATS compliant. It is meeting all the parameters of the companies where you're applying. It is as per the expectations of the recruiters so that you can get shortlisted. Clearing the interview is the second stage. The first stage is you should have an interview call. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you have a strong CV. Another important thing is that please research. Research is one thing that will help you to understand what type of jobs you want to get into, what will be your day-to-day responsibilities, so then you don't set any unrealistic expectations, as you just said. So make sure that you're researching about the company. You understand that this is the job role. These will be my day-to-day or work responsibilities. Will I really enjoy this work? So understand what you are passionate about. And once you've understood understood your passion, uh, you've understood like, okay, this sort of work is going to interest me in the long run, then develop skills around that. Because the market is heavily skilled based. So make sure that you do the right certification courses before you enter into the job. You are skillful so that you're good at your work. Because if you don't take these steps and you just randomly take up a job, then you don't uh, enjoy your work and you spend a lot of time at your work. So it's very important that you enjoy what you do because if you don't do that, eventually you're just going to leave. Yeah. Which uh, creates a very you know a very stressful situation for you that you're switching too many jobs. You're not uh, at a place where you're happy. So make sure you're well-researched about the job role, about the company, about the kind of work you want to do. Another important thing I would say is that uh, please practice a lot. Make mm. sure that you work on your communication skills. You work on your overall development because when you enter into the corporate space, these are a few things which are really, which will really help you to stand out. And yeah. if you are this person who's always holding himself or herself back, you will see that you're lo- you are missing onto a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So these are a few things that you should definitely, definitely keep in mind. Yeah, I agree because it takes me back to the
1: corporate days when we were on the other side of trying to hire. And, uh, you know, the the resume takes you, gets your foot in the door. But I think all of these other qualities is what is going to really get you uh, kind of prepared, hired, and be able to sustain the job. So, um, you know, what is the process that you, uh, or before I ask you that question, I want to know how difficult is it in today's digital age because everything is digital, to get hired because you hear so much about the, you know, about people leaving, people constantly recruiting. Like how
0: difficult is it in your experience? What are you seeing on the ground? So I would rather say that it is indeed difficult in today's age to get hired as compared to a few decades ago. Mm. Reason being the job market is very competitive. It's very, very competitive. Employers are looking out to hire those candidates who have got a lot of skills. Right. In fact, there was a recent survey which was conducted by Manpower Group Employment and it was explicitly mentioned that employers want to hire, but they're not able to hire because of the skills gap. So make sure that you're continuously upskilling and reskilling yourself. This is the only solution if you want to stay relevant in the job market. I would rather say if you talk about today's digital age, uh, even you'll agree with me on this point, there are a lot of new job rules that have emerged. Yes. And these are new job roles that we that we were not even aware of if we think uh, like 10 years back. Yeah. So yeah. talking about uh, digital marketers, social media uh, strategists, blockchain analysts, IoT. uh, So these are just a few in-demand skills. So research about the most in-demand skills See what is something that makes you uh, happy, something that you feel that I can do around these in-demand skills and then do relevant certification courses around that. Yeah. You will increase your chances of getting hired, not only because these skills are in demand, but because you have developed these skills, you'll also get the first mover advantage. True. So this is definitely something that will help you in this res- recessionary phase also. And this is definitely something which will help you to get hired fast in today's time. Right. So continuous upskilling and reskilling. This is the solution. I want to take on just from that point when
1: you say continuous upskilling and reskilling, what are your suggestions or resources for people to go find the... Like I hear conversations one, Which is, should I do some Python training? Should I do something else? Like, what is the best way to kind of... Yeah, one is your interest. But are there some... Like proper certifications that are like value
0: that exists for upskilling yourself? Yes, there are a lot of certification courses that are available on different platforms like Udemy, Coursera. Mm-hmm. And if you will research about, uh, I mean, the best idea to find out which certification course you should do at the very first place is to review a couple of job descriptions. Because job descriptions really gives you a deep insight of what are the employer's expectations from you. So read like 10-20 job descriptions of different companies and see what is mentioned in the eligibility criteria, what is mentioned in the skills required and then automatically pick up 3 or 4 certification courses that can help you get shortlisted because you will be meeting the eligibility criteria by doing these certification courses. And then you can mention these certification courses on your resume which will further help you to strengthen your application. Yeah, I think that's a great
1: hack that you just shared. And that's that's why people, everyone listening in, you know why you should work with (laughs) Diksha. Because she has all these tips and hacks. It never occurred to me that you should read those and then identify certification. So what's your process? Somebody comes to you. um, What's your process in terms of how you help your clients? I want to understand that a little bit. And everybody
0: listening now, learn, figure out how you're going to be able to work with Diksha. See, my process, first of all, is very simple. The techniques that I use, they are very practical. Mm -hmm. And I share a very friendly bond with my clients. Very friendly bond. Because what I have personally noticed is that most of the candidates who are not able to clear their interview is because of the psychological fear they have. It's because of the interview anxiety they are not able to perform. Like I have trained clients appearing for senior level positions and in spite of having so much of experience, their first uh, their first feeling that they share with me is that, you know, there is this interview anxiety. We have not given interviews for a very long period. So, yeah. we feel that we are going to blank out during the interviews. Yeah. So, my procedure is that I always try to understand the psyche of the candidate. What, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And what is really stopping them to clear their interviews? And then I ask these two questions. So, this is my format. So, the first question is, are you not getting shortlisted or are you not able to clear your interview? So, these Mm. are two different questions. So, if they tell me that they are not getting shortlisted, then I have diagnosed the problem. The problem is in the CV and in the personal branding. So, I help them to make a strong CV that can get them shortlisted in no time. Uh, The thing that I have been uh, making, they have been uh, shortlisted in the top companies. So, I help them to build an ATS compliance CV, CV which is ask for their profile and a targeted application so that they can strategize the job search process. Yeah. I help them with their LinkedIn profile optimization so that they can appear in the top search results of the recruiters. And if uh, they tell me that they're failing at their interviews, then my process and strategy is completely different. Sure. Then it means that I need to help them to prepare correct responses and Uh, I have to help them so that they can present themselves in the best possible manner during their interviews. So, uh, there are a couple of services that I'm offering. They can avail my recorded course that I have just launched, which is Ultimate Interview Preparation Course. That is, this is the most detailed course on interview preparation, which is available in the market. Or if they want one-on-one mentoring with me, that is also available. In that, I uh, prepare a customized learning plan for them. I understand what is uh, their profile. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are their accomplishments? Or what is the professional work history? And uh, if it's a fresher, what projects they've done? What internships they've done? The sort of career they want to go in for? Why they're passionate about a particular career? And depending upon their scenario, I prepare whole list of important interview questions and answers based on strong research. And I help them with the correct and professionally crafted stories that they can use. And I train them that this is the right format that you have to follow. These are the interview etiquettes. And this is the approach that you have to follow when you to answer certain questions. And these techniques have done wonders, Savita. It it has done wonders. There are so many students who have been able to land their dream jobs with the help of these techniques. Because it's only the right preparation that can get you the job. I always tell my candidates, if you walk into the interviews room without preparation and you feel that, okay, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to answer the questions of the spot, that's not going to happen. You need to prepare yourself because if you're not prepared well, that lack of preparation will reflect in your interviews and that is winning fail. Yeah. So the right preparation is something that will definitely help you raise your interviews. So this is my format. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, when you're talking about preparation, it reminds
1: me success is preparation, meeting opportunity, right? Because you don't know when opportunity comes, but if you're prepared, that that's when you kind of have success. So I, I love how clean and crisp your process is. Now coming to different types of people, and I'd like to get your um, advice and view on this. Um, This person is a fresher, okay? So let's say I, I'm a fresher and I had no experience. How do I crack an interview? What do I need to focus on?
0: Okay. So as you know how much fond of I am making the formulas to make the process easy. So for freshers, I have invented a formula which is called a R-A-P, RAP. Oh. RAP. Okay. okay, so R stands for research. Because freshers, they are not uh, too much aware about what they like, what they don't like because they don't have that much of exposure into the corporate world yet they're still discovering their interests and passion so research can really help them to understand the job rule the scope of the job whether there's going to be financial stability whether they're going to enjoy the work or not what are the future prospects so make sure that you are researching about the job that you want to get into and you're not blindly following your friends yeah but, okay this person is uh you know going into consulting i should also go into consulting that's not the case you every individual is different you have your own unique strengths so make sure that you are doing strong research or very strong research by research i mean that you are researching about the company as well and you can easily find a lot of information about the company on the company website yeah so go to the company's website understand what is their vision what is their mission uh what kind of problems they're trying to solve what is the revenue model of the company what is the business model of the company, what are uh, there, if they deal with any uh, unique things. So understand everything about the company. And for pressure specifically, this is very, very important because you know then you'll be able to answer very tough questions like why do you want to work here? Why do you want to work with this company? So uh, why did you particularly choose us and not the other company? if you are applying to other, companies will you still take a job here if we offer you so these are some tough questions that freshers they do face so if you do strong research about the company this will also help you to understand your job role and it will also help you to answer tough interview questions all right another thing is the a stands for answer the interview questions confidently Okay. So that's very important and that can only happen if you practice the commonly asked interview questions beforehand so, there are a couple of interview questions which are very standard. Behavioral questions which are standard. So, make sure that you prepare these questions and you practice and reverse these questions loudly. Not in your mind. Yeah. I always tell them when you reverse these questions loudly, the rolling of your tongue becomes smooth. And then you don't stammer and fumble. Right. The stammering and fumbling, these are two common things that I have seen in most of the interviews. So to overcome this and build that fluency, it's important that you practice and reverse commonly asked interview questions loudly. The P stands for positivity. So this is very important. I have especially seen this in freshers that they have a lot of apprehensions. So they say, ma'am, we don't have the experience. We feel we are not going to get this job. You have to understand that as a fresher, it's understood that you don't have that experience yet. That practical experience yet, and if you have been shortlisted for an interview, half of the battle is already won, and the hiring manager has shortlisted you because he sees something in your application. Right now, all you have to do is have that positive mindset, be confident, be prepared for the interview, and just ace the interview like a pro. Just be prepared. That's all. So have that positive mindset and don't walk into the interview's room with a lot of negativity in your mind because that will Unnecessarily pull you down and will shatter your confidence, which is very very bad for the interview. Like what you hear so far, make sure you never
1: miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Yeah, so I love rap. Uh, I I remember eats very well. So now, (laughs) I know. Um, uh, You do this so well and, you know, I I was sharing with you that I watched this particular reel so many times. So, the most difficult question even for me and in any interview, right, we ask you about your journey, tell me about yourself. So, uh, whether it's for a job interview or any other kind of interview, tell me about yourself is a difficult one. And people are always like, myself, I'm, you know, they don't know where to start. Should you go to the time when you were born? Should you start at high school <laughs> Or what are you supposed to say? So okay, please share with us this amazing formula that you have to answer this question.
0: Sure. See, the, the reason I invented this formula is because I have seen so many students failing at the very first question. And if you fail at the beginning, it's very difficult to remain composed during the entire interview so for all those who are listening whether you are an experienced professional or whether you are a fresher this formula is for both so make sure that you follow the formula E when you have to introduce yourself to the panel or to the interviewer so e stands for talking about your experience and your education a stands for talking about your accomplishments so make sure that you prepare a good list of you know four five accomplishments and you talk about your accomplishments during your interview because it's on the basis of your achievements. The interviewer uh, the interviewer can, you know, uh, confine in you. He can feel that, yes, I'm getting that confidence because this person has been a performer in the past. If we hire him or her, this person is going to be performer. So prepare a list of your accomplishments and uh, talk about this during your interview. Then uh, because it is a behavioral question and the person is still trying to understand what sort of personality you have. T stands for telling the interviewer the type of a person you are. So you can use any two, three uh, work adjectives like motivated, committed, disciplined, or depending upon the type of a job you're being interviewed for. And uh, depending upon the type of traits the job wants you to have. So use two or three powerful work adjectives to define and tell the person that this is the type of a person you are. And S stands for talking about your skills. So, skills is uh, something which is very, very important for a job. And for this, the right format is go through the job description, see what are the skills that are listed down in the job description, and pick out three or four skills that you feel you're very confident talking about. For example, if in the job description it is mentioned that they're looking for a candidate who who should be good in communication skills, who should be good in presentation skills, then you can just wrap up your answer by telling the interviewer that before coming here, I read the job description and as it is mentioned that you're looking for a candidate who should be good in communication skills and presentation skills. That's my core strength. So, when you say that with conviction, the person who's taking your interview instantly feels that connect and that person can, you know, instantly feel that yes, this is the person who's the right fit for the organization. Amazing. So, this is... Formula Eats that will definitely help you to give a solid pitch, yeah. And to people listening, I'm going to,
1: uh, you know, drop the link for the reel that uh, Diksha has already made on this and how she answers. Like, she gives you an example of answering this with this formula. Uh, it's brilliant. If you can do this one right, I feel like you can crack the rest of the interview, right. Well, get this one right, really. This is very critical. So, moving on, Diksha, um, the next one is. You know, what about a person who has a few years of experience They're out of pressure them, a couple of years of experience, not, maybe, not 10 plus, less than whatever, maybe five, six years. And now they want to change their job. What's your
0: advice for them? Like, just a few things that you could share. Okay, so my advice for experienced professionals and experienced candidates would be that make sure that you prepare a lot of questions about your strengths about your experience about the kind of projects and work that you have done this is very important because these are a few questions the most anticipated questions that will be asked in your interview so make sure that you're very clear about the work that you've done because the person who's going to take your interview is specifically going to pinpoint and ask that okay please tell us about your project or tell about tell us about your work experience because that person wants to understand that what sort of experience you are bringing onto the table. So you should be very clear about what value proposition you are bringing onto the table and why that person should give you that opportunity. So you can prepare specific examples, specific uh, answers around your uh, strengths, around your wins, around your accomplishments, Mm -hmm. and what business you have brought to your current employer. So for example, if you have uh, any marvelous win where you were able to increase the revenue of the company. And you talk about that during your interview. That, you know, I followed so-and-so strategy and this was the project that I was working into. And I was able to bring $4 million of business into my uh, current, uh, to my current employer. So that person can feel that connect. And such sort of professional stories can be crafted by experienced candidates because they have that experience of working. So make sure that you're preparing answers around this. Another important thing that you have to keep in mind is that because you're switching your job, there are a few questions which are very, very important in your case. Mm. Questions like, why are you leaving your previous company? Yeah. Okay. And what is the reason of the switch? So, make sure that you're very, very clear about these questions. And when you're answering these questions, you're focusing on that you want to grow more because of more opportunities. You want to explore what is there in for you. You, were, you are planning to switch because when you saw a job opening at their company, that is the sort of work, you know, that interested you. So this is the reason you're applying there because all they want to see is that you have that enthusiasm in you yeah. and you have that work ethic. Yeah. You are not blindly switching and you're not unnecessarily bad-mouthing your current employer by saying the work environment is very toxic. I'm not paid well. So make sure that you're not creating that negativity. Yeah, because that will definitely decrease your chances. True. So yeah. Yeah.
1: As much as we want to say it, try and not say that this is why because immediately they're going to be like, okay, this person's going to say the same thing about our business, uh, our our company as well. And now, do you have advice for, like you have said, you work with people who are also senior leaders and I think this is also something that's important. We only think sometimes about interview skills and preparation, about cracking the job for freshers but it's as critical for people in senior management because now it's getting into leadership roles and you really need to perform And sometimes you go through harrowing rounds over there. Because it's not just one person or two people deciding, right? It's many people who are making a decision. So what's your right. advice for a seasoned leader, senior manager who's now interviewing for a very senior leadership role?
0: So, uh, candidates who are interviewing for senior roles, for upper management roles, it's very important for them to prepare a lot of questions around their leadership skills. Because I have personally experienced that they will be asked tons of questions and they will be asked to share tons of professional stories when they have used their leadership skills. Time when they have led a team of 10 people, 15 people, what was the project about? Uh, what is their strategy? So make sure that you're focusing on your strategic thinking, your problem solving thinking, stress management, time management, because these are a few skills that should be there in you. Yeah. Only when you have these skills, you can become a leader and you can lead a team and you can work collaboratively. Right. So focus on these core skills, Yeah. talking about problem solving, time management, strategic thinking, and prepare good professional stories around that. You cannot simply uh, tell the interviewer that I have great problem-solving skills and then stop. Okay, you have got great problem-solving skills. The person who's sitting outside has also got great problem-solving skills. So I should have choose you are not that person. Yeah. So make sure that you have crafted good professional stories Maybe a time when you have used your problem-solving skills. So you talk about the project that you have worked on and say this was the project and you star approach to answer this question This really works well. So talk about the situation, briefly explain the task, and then focus on the action and the result that you do. The STAR method really helps you to craft great professional stories. So definitely this is my advice for those candidates who are preparing for leadership uh, management and upper management positions that prepare good professional stories and specific examples beforehand because you will definitely be asked a lot of situational-based questions. Yeah. Like, tell me about a time you made a mistake. So, the person wants to understand the lessons you've learned, the mistakes you've committed, your success, your wins. So, prepare good answers and good stories so that you can make your interview very, very interactive. Because, Because of your experience, the person who's taking your interview, that person automatically has set up an expectation in his mind that, okay, this person has got 20... Plus years of experience, this person should be a thorough professional. Yeah, so no. project that confidence and project that professionalism in your answers. Amazing. I just
1: love the depth of knowledge that you have in this area. And I can so relate, right? Because a lot of people are highly experienced. They have so many stories, examples of this. And where I relate is I see sometimes when coaching, we are doing skip level, and they are sitting with uh, a senior leader. And I'm there, and I have to sometimes remind them, hey, but you remember oh, you told me about this? <laughs> hey, remember about this? Because they are not doing it. And so I have another follow-up question, Deeksha. And each of these levels, whether you're of pressure, whether you have some experience, whether you're going into senior management, how critical is having a personal brand um, to each of these roles? Is it higher at a certain, is it more important at a certain level, or is it
0: less important at a
1: certain level? What's your take?
0: I would say it's important at every level. I tell this thing to freshers as well, that personal branding is something that is very, very important for you as well. Because freshers, they do have this misconception in their mind that it's okay if I don't have a person, if I'm not working on my personal brand, it's absolutely fine. Any which way, I don't have too many things to talk about. That's not the case. And Savita, in today's time, if you're not digitally present, you're not present at all. So, if you want to get spotted, it's important that you're working on your personal brand. So, have uh, have an impressive LinkedIn profile. Make sure that you're continuously updating your LinkedIn profile and you're working on your personal brand. Yeah. Sooner or later, you'll see that right people are connecting with you and they're giving you a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So, if you want to crack these opportunities, because, you know, it is often said that opportunities knock at your door once. But what I personally believe is that opportunities, they don't knock at your door. No. You have to go and grab them. Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen opportunity knocking. When you got your eyes open, you may see an opportunity and that's right. knocking, but it's not. <laughs> right. So I always tell them that you have to be very attentive and you have to grab these opportunities because there is a lot of competition. Yeah. And you can only keep up with the competition if you are working on your personal brand and you are... Maybe you have a strong portfolio, maybe you uh, have a strong Instagram page, you have a YouTube channel, you have a LinkedIn profile that is very strong, but there has to be, but you should be digitally present. That's, that's the need of an hour. Yeah. So yes. Personal branding is very important.
1: Yes. So, um, you, stamp of approval, I agree. I also feel like a lot of senior leaders feel like, oh, do I really need to be present on LinkedIn and all of this? Uh, what's your take on that? If I'm not on LinkedIn, will I still get hired?
0: Pravita, that's a question which does not have a straight yes or a no answer. Yeah. Because uh, if you're not on LinkedIn, of course you can still get a job. Maybe you got a job through a personal referral sure. or it was or internal job posting. So I would not say that if you're not on LinkedIn, you will never get a job. But you increase your your chances of getting good opportunities if you're there on LinkedIn. Yeah. So don't skip this step. Uh, You should have a LinkedIn profile.
1: Okay, awesome. Moving on, because I have a few more to ask you. But this is a difficult one. I've got laid off. Now what do I do? I got fired or laid off. I know there are two different scenarios. One is where you're fired and one is where you're laid off. Um, how does one build their confidence? How does one tackle getting themselves back in the
0: game and getting high? I'm very happy that you've asked this question because there are a lot of layoffs happening. So it would be great for the audience to listen to this. So first of all, if you're laid off, I mean, don't dwell upon that feeling too much. What I have seen is that candidates, they they get depressed, they feel dejected. If you're laid off, it's not because you failed at your job. Because there can be some other reasons like the company was restructuring, they were cutting onto the costs, so or maybe your job role became redundant. So understand what is the reason of the layoff. You can also tell your current employer and you can request them to give it to you in writing that what is the reason because of which you are let go of. Uh, this will definitely help you when you're applying to other places. When you have taken your time to process the situation, now is the time to get back to into action. So make sure that you update your CV, you immediately start applying to other companies, you showcase, uh, you build your personal brand and uh, you are looking on to some opportunities and you are just working towards it. And you will definitely, definitely get a job because uh, employers are very, they have, you know, understood And they have, they are appreciating the fact that if you are laid off, it does not mean that we will not give you the opportunity. So it's completely normal if you're laid off. Yeah. All you need to do is work on your interview skills so that you can get hired fast. Yeah.
1: Thank you for sharing that because I feel like this is a very difficult one because it's also an emotional thing to process and at the same time lacking confidence. Which brings me to another question that I have, which is uh, recently a friend of mine actually went through this uh, was going through interviews at Google, and yeah. it's the most like seven rounds long. Is yeah. Your prep different for these kind of interviews, and you know, at each level, anxiety levels keep going up as well. Right, um, right. Do you have any one or two tips that people can use, or is your preparation for your audience for your uh, mentees and clients uh, different when they are going through some specific company interviews, such as like Google that we are talking about?
0: okay so uh I can go on and on on this question because of the seven rounds that they have and I prepare my candidates uh very thoroughly okay and I train them with how they can crack each level uh but I'll quickly wrap this up and I will response well share all the important I'll share all the important techniques sure. I'll not miss on to anything that is important okay so the first uh the first round is the resume screen and we've already discussed how important it is to have a strong resume So, you can only pass this round if you have an ETS-compliant resume, if your resume has got the industry-rich keywords uh, related to the job that you're applying for. So, make sure that you have a strong resume and your resume is meeting up to the expectations of the recruiter based on your profile. When you have passed this round, the second round is the recruiter's call. So, for the recruiter's call, just don't randomly attend the phone call. And not be prepared. So make sure that uh, you are well prepared to answer the question. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Because that question can make or break your impression. You already know what is the best format to answer this question. So prepare uh, this and practice this question before you take up the call. When you pass this round, then the third round again is a very, very important round. Which is the phone screen. Now, based upon uh, your the job role that you're targeting, there will be two or three hiring managers or maybe your potential team, uh, your potential peers that will be sharing the screen. Oh. And based on your profile, the format of this round will be different. So for example, if you're preparing for the job role of data analyst, mm. the questions will be different. Maybe they'll tell you to answer a few questions related to SQL, related to Python. So depending upon the job role that you're targeting, research about the commonly asked interview questions at this round in google on class door you'll easily find a lot of questions yeah. yeah so prepare uh questions beforehand all right that is the only key to crack this round now once you've cracked this round then comes the firing uh hiring uh, committee yeah now for this round uh the a panel who will be taking your interview, they will be testing you on grounds like if you've got good uh, problem solving skills, if you've got team management, if you're collaborative, if you can uh, handle stress. So make sure that you have prepared all the situational questions with specific answers, with specific examples and with good professional stories in advance. Because these are the questions that will be asked in this round. Now, If you have prepared all these questions, uh, the way I have been training candidates through my Reels, in fact, you can take a lot of help from my Reels. I have covered most of these questions in my Reels. And trust me, if I have covered a topic, it is for a reason and it's important. So make sure that you practice all these questions to clear this round. Now, when you clear this round, the next round would be the team match. Yeah. Now this is a very interesting round which I feel. Now this can be before the hiring committee or after the hiring committee also. Now if it is after the hiring committee then the list of candidates is passed on to the team just to see uh, just to see that which team could be the best for the new hire. Okay. This can be before the hiring committee or after the hiring committee. If it is after the hiring committee, the list of candidates is passed on to the teams just to see uh, which team uh, could be best for the new hire. So to crack this round, it's important that you go through and research about uh, about all the teams which are there in Google and based on your research, prepare a few list of questions that you can ask your teams to make this round interactive. Now, once you've cracked this round, the last round is the salary negotiation round and you can definitely ace at your salary negotiation with practice. So make sure that you research about uh, the anticipated pay trajectory in your job roles, with your experience and with the level of uh, with the level of experience you are bringing onto the table and with your skill set. And based on that strong research, make sure that you quote a realistic number so that you can uh, ace at your salary negotiation and justify your expectations. Yeah.
1: Okay, amazing tips. I know because my, my friend went through the seven rounds and I was like, wow, Google is really hard to get in. <laughs> Right. I think uh, yeah, that was really useful. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I just have a couple of more before we go into this. Are GD still a thing? And if yes, do you have is it like do you have some hacks
0: for it? Um, if you've done this, what okay. do you think? So for group discussions, I have seen a few common mistakes that most of the candidates make. So I'll just uh, quickly Thank tell them a few things that I they can keep worry. in mind. Yeah. yes what to avoid and what to do that can help them to ace at the gd so number one is that please uh, keep your body language in check uh, i have seen most of the candidates getting over excited during group discussions that is not something that will help you to clear the group discussion round so make sure that you keep your body language very professional you are not unnecessarily making any aggressive body language uh postures You're not raising your eyebrows too much or you're not raising your pitch too much. So, keep your body language in check. Number two, listen carefully. This is very important. Don't cut the other person unnecessarily. It does not mean that you've got more knowledge or you're making a valid point. That's not the case. You can only make a valid point if you are giving specific examples and if you are talking and stating facts. Okay. So, listening skills play a very important role if you want to clear group discussions. Another important thing is that uh, please don't divert from the topic. This is the most common mistake that I've seen. Stick to the topic. And if by any chance, and uh, last but not the least, have a lot of flexibility during group discussions. I have seen candidates becoming way too rigid in GDs. Don't do that. You should be very flexible. Nobody wants to work with a person who is very rigid in his mindset. So you cannot portray fixed mindset in GDs. Yeah. So if you see that somebody else across the table is making a valid point, you can change your stance. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, And agree with that person. So maintain that decorum in group discussions. I'm smiling because this goes back to the MBA days when we
1: had to prepare for GDs, And at that time, I remember the only thing we were told and even when we came into, obviously, the job market and I'm talking about over 10 years ago, is whoever speaks first wanting to get um you know chosen and it was true at that time if you didn't speak up you would just get like you know right people don't just barge in and so i'm just (laughs) the world is changing where we want to see people having listening skills versus people who just are like diving into the conversation and trying to you know take up stage so yeah great i think this interview is on fire because you shared so much and people need to be taking notes with that i just have one last question for you Before we come to come back to you, uh, I have one or two questions for you. But the last one that I have for you is whether I'm looking for a job or not. Maybe I'm not looking for a job. I'm happy in the job that I have. Uh, I'm not looking to change my jobs at this time. But are there some must-do things that you should be doing in your career anyway,
0: whether you're looking to get hired or not? one is. Please have a strong CV. It's very important. You never know when when would you need to share your CV with a recruiter. So make sure that you're continuously updating your CV and you have a strong application to share. Uh, Another thing that I would like to add over here is that please work on your communication skills. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Only if you're a good communicator, uh, you will be able to put up your point effectively. And it really matters in today's time. So work on your communication skill, irrespective of the fact you are looking out for a job, you are in the job, you're not looking out for a job. Whatever the scenario is, make sure that you're working on yourself and you are working on your communication skills. Another important thing is networking is very important. So network with right people, you will explore a lot of good opportunities. LinkedIn is the most powerful digital platform to network with industry experts. So uh, have a strong LinkedIn profile and network with people. So these are definitely a few things. And last but not the least, one thing which is very important is uh, learning new skills around the new technologies so that you can stay relevant in the job market. So keep on doing certification courses that can help you to stay relevant and that can help you to strengthen your strengths. Yeah.
1: I I love that you touched upon networking because something that's so... It's, it's really ignored, I've seen in the corporate sector. I feel like right. business people do it, but in the corporate sector, everyone's like, I know everyone in my company and, you know, I'm very happy. And then suddenly one day you're laid off and you're like, I don't know anyone and what do we right. do? I right. mean, such great advice so far. My God, thank you so much. Sorry. So uh, moving on from that question, what do you credit yourself? There's one quality that is the reason for your, I mean, we we get, of course, the digital space. But what is that one quality in you? That has been the reason that you would credit
0: for uh, as a reason for your success. I would say my consistency level. I don't give up on things. I don't. I'm very, very consistent with the work that I do. And I'm very disciplined. If I have a plan for myself for the day, So I chalk out plans, I'm really fond of making timetables and I religiously follow those timetables unless unless until of course there is a contingency. So I'm very consistent with that. So for example, if I have a timetable and I have written that today I want to complete and shoot four reels, my mind will not be at peace if I haven't done that. Amazing. So that consistency level and that discipline is something that really takes you ahead in the game. So don't give up on things. Yeah, if you're true to yourself, you will definitely you will definitely taste that success because that is due for you. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. I so agree. I can
1: see your passion. I can I know that you're consistent. Obviously, you cannot have the level of success that you have without consistency. I think discipline, consistency, always will outweigh that momentary enthusiasm, momentary motivation. That's what will keep you going when you don't want to get out of bed. Uh, and love for your work with the passion for your work is going to do because you enjoy what you do you don't feel like you said you don't want to take a break but everyone is like when can I get a break uh, so I mean you have to really it takes time to find what you love to do I agree but um, I'm so I'm so happy about this conversation because I you're truly everything that you say you are it's not just, you know, meaningless words that a lot of people can share, and maybe they feel it sometimes, but not all the time. But you come across, you embody everything that you're sharing. Thank you so much for that. But I have one last thing before you go, which is it's a quick game. So I'm going to say a word, and you just have yes. to say the first thing that comes to your mind when I call out this word. Okay, so it's like a rapid fire. Then you go. like a rapid fire, but you know, Karan just <laughs> rapid fire so much that now, let <laughs> me find another word. But I'm just going to call out the word and you tell me what comes to mind. Okay? Okay. Let's do this. Okay. The first one is interview.
0: Diksha (laughs) Roda. I had a feeling you would say that actually. (laughs) Aspiration, goals and dreams. Okay. Money. Motivation. All right. Growth. Never-ending process. All right. Success. Satisfaction.
1: Awesome. Love it. Those are the words for you. Uh, Any last, like, do you have a message that you'd like to leave us with before I let you go? Uh, Anything that you'd like to share with our
0: audience before I let you go? Just believe in yourself. Keep working hard. Don't lose hope. There is so much and there are so many opportunities around you. Don't listen to any sort of negativity. If you are hearing a lot of news related to layoffs and related to you will not get a job, that's completely untrue. If you are keeping up with the industry trends and if you're working hard and if you're following all the techniques that we have shared in this uh, podcast today, definitely, definitely you will shine like a star. So just don't give up on yourself. Thank
1: you. That's such a beautiful message. And wholeheartedly, I agree with you on this. And thank you so much, Diksha, for your time today. We will be sharing all the links and the specific reels that I had spoken about as well. And links to Diksha's how you can work with her, how you can join her course. Um, With that, thank you so much for your time today. And grateful for all the value you provided on the interview today. Thank you, thank you Diksha. Thank you so much, Avita. Thank you. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsabita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.